Welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. (laughs) Art of Relationship Show is copywritten. No one is to use any portion of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. Hopefully everybody's doing okay this Thursday. I'm going to tell you, me personally, it's been a long-ass week already. I'm going to be honest, okay? <laughs> so we're going to go in, <coughs> excuse me, and um, talk about maybe your willingness, your ability maybe to look at, you know what, how well are you learning about yourself and the one you love, your relationship and everything else? Hey, Jonathan. Hey, what's up? Welcome, man. And hopefully everybody's doing okay. And looking at, you know, like Jonathan, everybody else, you can join in the live chat discussion down below. Um, I'd love to hear your comments, your insights, throw up show idea topics, okay? Um, Now, going back to um, how we progress, right? How we evolve as a person and also our relationship. Do we learn about ourselves? Is that a continual process that we keep learning about ourselves? Or do we get stagnant um, and never, you know, think we never change. We never evolve. Some people don't, sadly, okay? We assume also maybe our partner, our lover, whoever that situation is, that you, they don't change either and they evolve. But when they do or when we do, what happens? You know what? We get shaken. We get sort of thrown for a loop type of thing. Oh, my God, where'd this come from type of thing? It's that old adage, right, that men always want their women never to change when we first date, meet, and all that stuff, right? But they always do. And women assume, right, that men will always change and they never do. Well, I'm going that's a myth, okay? How do we evolve? How do we grow together um, as a couple This is a perfect show also for the single individuals out there looking at, you know what, how are you different than, say, a year ago? How different you are from five years ago, okay? We evolve, we grow, and a lot of people take that for granted. We don't pay attention. Maybe what we used to like, what we used to be into changes over time, and it's not a right or wrong. It's just one of those things. How do we clue our partner into those aspects and how do we grow and learn from each other and never stop that learning process sounds simple right should be a rule of thumb hey tanika hey what's up oh yeah we're going to be uh live tomorrow 1 p.m eastern with uh tanika she wants to interview me about my uh book so uh pay attention we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm sure we're gonna be talking about sexual content tomorrow so it's a special edition and i'm looking forward to it it'll be a lot of fun okay Now, going back to the learning process, okay, what have you learned about yourself or reflected back? Do you reflect on yourself on maybe every six months, every quarter, every year about how you have changed, how you have evolved? 
and you know what you like now and this goes with how you want to be treated right and a lot of people assume okay i'm going to treat you the same way and it's going to be good for the rest of your life and then we're shocked let's face it we're shocked we get pissed we get you know maybe annoyed and frustrated because what we used to know what we used to do what we used to like isn't the same anymore so guess what happens we still try the same old thing over and over again and it drives our partner nuts. And it also drives us nuts because we're saying, right, our partner don't get it. I don't like this anymore. And it could be food. It could be, you know, what you like to drink. It could be activity levels. You know what? I don't like to do this anymore. And think what you used to like doing when you're 16. If you, like me, if you can remember that far back, you know, what you used to do might not be what you like to do now. So, Again, I'm going to challenge you. What are you doing to learn about yourself? And for those out there that are in a relationship or married for whatever years or months, uh, what are you doing to learn and keep learning about each other as they grow, as they evolve, as they mature, as a lot of women like to call us men that we never mature, right? That's why you love us so much, right? But looking at going over those avenues, what or how have you learned might be a better question. How have you grown emotionally, intimately? What do you like about, you know, how you react to certain things? And this is one thing I work with couples and it's so very, very difficult. And I get it, right? It's about learning and we still hold our partner or let's face it, our friends, family, doesn't matter, okay? We still sort of hold them hostage for the past, right? Sort of, holding them hostage for the how they used to be. Remember, you know, we're still treated maybe by our mother or parent, whoever raised us, like that kid we used to be, right? They still assume we're still that person and we still like or we still react the same way. How many people are guilty of that? I think maybe we all are, right? We do the same thing with ourselves. We do that with our partner. And working with couples, looking at the situation that when people start to grow and change, we still don't trust that, right? We still want to look at how they used to be. Let's face it, right? And we don't want to give them trust. And I'm all about, you know what? That trust has to be earned. Actions, right? They speak a hell of a lot louder than words. And I'm all about, you know, our actions back up what we speak. And are they congruent? Do they jive? Do they align with one another? But are we still allowing our partners, allowing ourselves to grow and evolve and change as our surroundings do, okay? And looking at, oh, Tanika, you mentioned I got some questions about this subject for our interview tomorrow. Awesome, I'm looking forward to it. And you better have a lot of sexual questions uh, out there laid out too. I want to have a lot of fun with that. Um, for me, it, it was having the courage to be honest with myself about what I liked or didn't without fear of judgment. And this is a huge issue I find with my individual clients and even, you know, friends, associates, relatives, and also with couples that they're afraid how that other person is going to react, right? And they assume that we are going to react or, you know what, our partner is going to react the same way that they did forever and ever the last five years, 10 years, 20 years. So why should that change? And this is part of the trust building process, if you will, okay, and being able to look at, you know what, let's face it, you know what, oh, you've always been this way, you're never going to change. How many people have said that, right? And this might be 
maybe more common from women in my experience stating that you'll always be the same. You'll never change. Oh my God. I'm getting, uh, maybe, uh, my ears are ringing from my mom being a kid too, right? Maybe I've never changed, but looking at those situations that we want to be able to, you know, address and be willing to allow our partner to grow and evolve in the same thing with us and to be open and honest, like Tanika mentioned, you know what? How many people used to be shy? I used to be shy as hell. I had no game. Now I got game. Now I got swag. No, I'm teasing, okay? Um, I used to be shy and being able to change and grow and allow, you know, a lot of people look at, oh, you're the same person you graduated high school and now it's, you know, 10, 25, whatever, 30 years later and looking at those situations that we might hold ourselves hostage, how we are, how our partner used to be when we first met. And that is a dangerous, dangerous game to play, right? Because it sort of keeps the relationship stagnant. It keeps the marriage, you know, sort of like stuck situation. And this is why it's so important to, you know, keep the relationship alive by learning each other over and over again, right? My philosophy is, you know, I'm going to keep learning until I croak, until I die, okay? That's me. And I sort of promote that with everybody else. And how do you learn about one another? And this is sort of, you know, unique, you know, our emotions, what we like intimately. Maybe we're assuming, you know what, I can't talk to my partner or friend, whatever, about this situation because they're going to blow up. They're going to get defensive, right? We assume they've always done this. But what happened? And then we stop talking about a certain subject, right? Because we assume, we know They have not learned. They have not grown. So we stop learning too, assuming they have not evolved and grown and become maybe a better partner, a better person, better friend, that type of situation, right? So we need to be able to look at and allow that person, you know what? Okay, they're learning, they're growing. So we don't want to, right, assume, (laughs) we all know what that means, that our partner is still the same that they were a year ago, five years ago. However, their actions have to prove that they're not. But are we willing to give them the opportunity to grow and to change? You understand? Are we allowing ourselves to learn more about our partner and learn more about ourselves, how we respond ourselves, how we maybe, are we able to come to our partner instead of at our partner and learning what works for each one of us. And it's not a, you know, one size fits all. It's about having the the humility, if you will, having the the knowledge to be able to, you know what, I want to learn. I want to keep learning and growing and what works for us. And there's some people that, you know, they love driving fast in a car, you know, over the speed limit. I'm not going to mention me or anything, right? And then all of a sudden, you know what, they've been in a car accident, a bad car accident, right? Not just a fender bender. They're in a severe car accident. And all of a sudden, we still assume they like driving fast in the freeway, right, or expressway. Or, you know what, I'm driving fast, weaving out of traffic. They had no problem with it before, but now they're scared to death. Do you understand how our environment changes and sort of evolves us or maybe how we allow our environment or people around us to evolve us? So it's about, you know, we ask, oh, you always, you always been like this, so why don't you still like this now? And people assume this and they start attacking that it's a right and wrong instead of, you know what, it's how it is. It's what's changed. Can we grow and sort of, you know, evolve with 
our partners and also, you know what, a partner with ourselves and also as a single person. And this is part of looking at because we were shy, because maybe we didn't have confidence. That doesn't mean we hold ourselves hostage that we can change, that we can grow and we can learn how not to be maybe something or someone that we were in the past. You get me? But we also, can we learn about how we want to be and how we want to grow emotionally, maybe physically, and definitely sexually? And there's, you know, let's face it, how many people have been in a sexual aspect and you keep learning and growing and evolving, or you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again? Do you get bored? Is it, you know, robotic? Is it mechanical? And we all know as our bodies change, right? (laughs) Maybe guys aren't able to, you know, be rock hard like they used to be when they're, say, 50, 60 years old versus when they were 20, right? Maybe when they were 20, they blew it real quick and they're able to get hard again in a couple minutes, five minutes, we'll go again. And everybody assumes, right? The women assume, oh, damn, you should be able to hard get hard in five minutes again, right? And we're looking at, oh, what? No, our bodies don't work that way. And it's about being able to develop and evolve and learn how we change, how our bodies change, and to be able to go on those aspects. Jonathan, you mentioned, how do you get excuses to stop? You know what? This is an awesome question. And this is looking at, and I look at people all the time. I look at, are they reasons Or are they excuses? And I go right after excuses. And this is with couples and individuals, you know, clients in my office too. In looking at, you know, what gets in the way, you know, I want to get at, you know, is it an excuse, you know, up here? I get that. Oh, it's excuses. You excuse this, you do this, you do that. I want to get at the root of that excuse, if that makes sense, right? I look at the excuse or excuses. Are they the surface level? But I also want to get underneath those excuses. Is it that they're afraid? You get me? That insecurities cause those excuses. Are you know? Are they afraid to get judged? Are they afraid to get bashed? Are they afraid to you know be humiliated, get embarrassed? So I look at all those aspects. Maybe the excuses are they don't know what to do, so they make it up excuses. I can't do this. I can't do that. Then it comes down to a situation, if it's something that's important to us, right? And this, maybe we're making the excuses for doing whatever because we're shy. We don't want to, and believe me, I used to make excuses years and years and years ago. Didn't want to do this, go that, do that, do that, because I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want to, you know, be looking like a fool, whatever you want to call it. So, Get at the root of that. Look at, understand what is going on. Is it fear? Is it insecurities? Is it, you know, afraid of being embarrassed? I would go after those aspects and I'm huge on feelings. So I look at, you know, what feelings are driving the purpose, which are the excuses for that individual or maybe ourselves, right? And what can they do to be able to, you know, evolve and grow, but they have to You know, they need to want that. We can't force it. The only thing we can do is encourage it. We can, you know, sort of embrace that and offer compassion and empathy for what they're going through, but we can't force it. Now, if, you know, say somebody is, uh, you know, has a compulsive issue with drugs, you know, that type of aspect, and they have excuses to stop and stop, maybe you know somebody in your life, maybe, and it's not that easy, right? But that doesn't mean we have to continue to deal with those excuses or to excuse 
those excuses. Hey, Sabrina. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, knowing myself really well. Thanks to you. Uh, Sabrina, you're awesome. You rock. Um, hopefully uh, you're doing awesome big time. Okay. Uh, so we look at with those excuses, Jonathan, we look at, you know what, what is the underlying tone? What is going on? What is the root, the foundation of causing those excuses? Or is it just, they don't want to, you know what, that's not me. You know, we want to jump out of an airplane with a parachute. Well, hopefully with a parachute and they don't want to, cause they're scared. You know what? They have a right to say, you know what, that's not for me, but don't make excuses for it. And this is where, you know, maybe a lot of people, I want them to be honest, to be open. And this is going where, you know, Tanika mentioned before, you know, learning to be honest, that we're not afraid to offend anybody. I'm not talking about being blatantly disrespectful or not watching what we say. Not at all. I want us to be respectful, okay? And be able to come to people and not attack and at people. But looking at excuses, you know, instead of saying, that, you know, we have, maybe you like somebody, people single in the dating realm. This happens often, right? So being able to look at the situation, <clears throat> excuse me, that how many people, right? The excuses not to have sex, the excuses to not go on a date because they're really not into you or we're not into them. So we make an excuse, oh, I'm always busy. I'm, you know, meeting my daughter. I'm going uh, going out with my friends. I'm going you know, meet my parents, you know, we call, I have to work late, right? Or sex, I have a headache, I'm not feeling well, my stomach is there, I'm exhausted. We have all these excuses, right? Or is it a reason? What is the difference between an excuse? And what is the difference between maybe a legitimate reason for certain situations, if it keeps happening over and over and over again, right? But we look at, you know, you have a headache, um, always have a headache. And we know people that have, I know people that have chronic migraines, maybe back aches, you know, body aspects. So we look at those avenues, you know, to get underneath those. And do we learn about what is going on versus getting frustrated and getting annoyed because it hurts, right? Let's face it, sex. We, we don't get the sex we want or how we want it or the frequency. And there's always excuses thrown at us. Are we looking at what are we doing to turn our partner on, what are we doing to get emotionally connected? What would make them be more sexually, you know what, into us, plain and simple, okay? Or is it a physical aspect? And this is one thing, you know, learning as the bodies age and grow and everything else. And let's face it, ladies, as you age, and there's women that have, you know, full hysterectomies, that their ovaries are taken out in their mid-20s because of endometriosis or they've already had a kid and it's so bad or pain, cancer, uh, that type of aspect, okay? And women going through the life change that are premenopausal or full-blown menopausal, again, been through that. And we assume, right, that you know, as men, man, man, you should be wet as soon as we go. Man, I can just freaking stick it in and you're wet and whatever, right? Never, ever do that regardless. I'm all about foreplay, all about policing, all about being central type of aspect, okay? So looking at that aspect that, you know what, we need to grow and change and not assume they're always going to be wet or maybe how we have sex or what we do, it's going to work for the rest of our life, our body changes, our physiological changes. And this is what I mean about being able to learn and being able to grow as, you know what, 
our bodies change, as our emotion, our intellect change, that we might not be the same person. We're not going to be the same person. We are, say, after five years in a relationship or being married for 20 years, you know, oh, you're not the same person I married. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But what do you do to grow and evolve together? Does that make sense? And also, you know, what scares you about that? Some people are very, very stubborn. I'll say it, are very stuck in their ways. We've all heard this terminology that they always expect the same thing to never, ever change. And it always does. And it freaks them out and they become panicky. They become anxious, nervous, and they try to be over controlling and try to force that person or the relationship or marriage to stay the way it was. You're in deep trouble. And that's where I help people with that argument. You help people with you know, trying to be more comfortable and go after growing and evolving, you know, at their pace. Hey, Tracy. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, D, what's up? I appreciate everybody tuning in. It's good. Um, I want to learn to know myself. Two failed long-term relationships ended with the same result. I'm wondering, it's me. We can look at, and I look at this a lot, that, you know what, it could be in, you know, I've been through broken relationships too. I'm human, right? And we look at, is it me? Are we expecting too much? Or are we looking at this? Are we getting stuck in the same person or same type of person that, you know, maybe treats us like crap, cheats on us all the time, uh, is abusive to us physically, emotionally, that type of aspect, and being able to, you know what, is it really me? What draws me to that type of person? So I'm all about looking at what is going on, looking at red flags. And because our comfort level is one way, what we're used to doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy for us, D. And looking at those aspects to be able, can we come out of our comfort zone in a way that works best for us, that's healthy, and that promotes, you know, love and self-respect and that self-love I talk about so often, okay? Hey, Sharon. Hey, G. Everybody, most people that know me just call me G. Maybe I should just do that, right? Sharon, peace. I appreciate you. My birthday twin, Sharon. Um, So looking at these aspects, you know what? Do you go, you know, are you willing to grow and evolve? Like I said, as our bodies change, are you able to, you know, adapt to that and learn that, you know what, as women age, they might need lube, they might need more time warming up. What we used to do or what we used to like might change. It, what might have felt good and brought us to orgasm before might not do the same thing again, okay? And looking at how do we want to respond differently? How do I? we want our partner to respond? Like I said, we could go bring up something and we know our partner's going to get defensive or they're going to shut down. They're going to change the subject. They're going to blow up at us, right? Cause an argument. So guess what? We shut down and we know we're not going to do, go after it anymore. Guess what happens? The relationship or marriage or ourselves become very stagnant. We become stuck. We become, let's face it, not only complacent, we start getting resentful for ourselves and the relationship or situation we're in. And that's where I'm all about, you know, growing and changing. And Tracy, you're right. Our emotions change too. And I I mentioned that at the beginning of our show, uh, probably the first thing I talked about, you know, how we react, how we respond. Maybe what we thought was funny one time, maybe now 10 years later, we think that was stupid. That's not funny, right? 
so we get to be able to evolve and grow in that type of aspect. Maybe one person wants to go to college after 20 years and their partner is afraid that they're going to get smarter than them. And why am I doing air quotes, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> or that they get smarter than us and that they're going to get smarter and leave us. So it's a big threat to us, right? Can we encourage? Oh, that's great. Can we encourage? Maybe we can learn along with them and help them. You know, what are you learning in school? I can learn too type of thing if we want that. So there's a lot of threats to our own selves if our partner or friends want to grow and evolve. And sometimes there's a lot of truth that, you know what, two people do grow apart. Maybe the friends we used to have, maybe they don't fit our lifestyle any longer. And it's not a bad thing. We just learn that we want something different as we grow and change or respond instead of looking at it's a bad thing. It's a negative thing just because something changes or evolves. I want people to be flexible enough and be confident enough. You know what? I can grow. I can evolve. That doesn't mean we sell ourselves out. Like I said, you know, I get couples often that, you know, I give use this example often. One wants to be a swinger or open relationship after 20 years and the other one, hell no, I don't want to. I'm not talking about selling yourself out. I don't want anybody you know, to do something that's against the essence of who they are. And that note, that doesn't mean we can't grow and evolve and become, you know, different, that we can become better partners, more relaxed, more free, more understanding, that we become better listeners. And what would make us become a better listener for, you know, other people and especially our loved one, our partner, big time, right? So what works years ago, might not work anymore. And that's okay. It's just the evolution of life and relationships, big time. So what are you doing to learn about yourself? What are you doing to, you know, learn about your partner and also what you want different, what you want better in your life, you know what, or also in a relationship or in a marriage for those single people out there. And if you are in a relationship or in a relationship, you know, what are you doing to learn what's working, what's not working? And this is one thing I talk about, you know, it's thrown out there, you know, do a relationship assessment on your anniversary once a year. I'm like, once a year, a lot of crap can happen in a year. Can you do a relationship assessment once a month? You know, once a week, check in, is everything going, everything working for you? You know, what changes are, and some people have a hard time talking about it because they feel, right? Remember, after five years, he still won't listen to me. He still won't change. She won't change. She won't grow. That might be true. But are you learning that you're not going to tolerate that anymore? You get me? Is that a right or wrong? It's also very scary. It is so not easy when we feel like our relationship could be ended, that it no longer works for us. Okay. Big time. Jonathan, you mentioned sometimes our fears can destroy relationships. Oh, my God. Huge. I agree with you big time. If one person gets in the way or, you know, one person is, you know, adventurous or one person is open and um, honest and wants deep communication, be able to talk about any issue, any problems. And that other person, their partner is maybe shy, maybe not that deep, maybe afraid to cause, you know, cause conflict. That's conflict avoidant. So they don't talk about anything. They hold, you know, their heart and their soul are stuck here right to their chest because they don't want to speak 
that they're upset, that maybe uh, we're disrespecting them or they don't like what we do and we're not able to know and we feel left out. We feel lonely. We feel like, you know, that person is totally shutting us out on a deeper level. And yeah, it can destroy relationships big time, you know, on an emotional level. And even, you know, talking about a lot of fear sexually and working over the years with a lot of, you know, rape survivors and working with a lot of, you know, when I used to work with kids and even with adults now, the remnants or ramifications of, you know, sexual abuse as a kid, that type of thing. Those fears can be a huge thing. They don't want to let themselves go anymore. They don't want to be taken advantage of, or maybe you gave your all and that person cheated on you multiple times and left you. And all of a sudden, you know, I get people all the time. I'm never going to give myself a hundred percent in a relationship. And I ask their partner, are you okay with that? You get me? And it's scary. It's it's very difficult. And I agree. You know, fears can definitely destroy relationships. It's just a matter of, is that person willing to work on those fears and how important they are to their partner? Okay. And again, I don't ever, I'll never ever judge, you know, you should be okay with this. You should not be okay with this. It's not my life. It's your life. And it's the couple's lives or individual's lives I work with as clients and have for a lot of years. So looking at that, you know, it's about, it's not a judgment. You know, a lot of people, we know everything's not perfect. Nothing will be perfect. Okay. It's looking at, you know, what part of your life is the essence of you, what is good enough for you and what is not without, you know, looking at, you know, we can look at, let's face it. Oh, I can tolerate this behavior, whatever it is. Okay. I can tolerate, you know, sex like this. Okay. And I, I, I'd be good with it. And all of a sudden, five years go go by and it's the same sex. And all of a sudden, you thought you could tolerate it the rest of your life. Now you can't tolerate it anymore. The only thing that changed is your tolerance. So I'm all about learning and growing and evolving and not selling ourselves out, okay? Uh, make sure you check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you so much. Huge Props and applause to you. I appreciate you. Uh, peace and love to everybody out there. Again, check out The Art of Relationships, 12 noon um, Eastern Daylight Time on Thursdays. I was doing the show Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I ended up getting too busy. Oh, I'd love to hear your thoughts if you would like me to go back. It's been a while. To go back to the live version on a evening, if that would work for you. And I have a... Uh, a number, toll-free number that people can call in and, you know, talk instead of just text. So I can put that in place and I would love to uh, get your feedback. So throw in your comments down below and, you know what, look at the situation, what works for you, you know what, and what doesn't work for you. You're the best, man. Don't forget, I'm not the best. I'm just me. I appreciate it. I'm very, very human. I make mistakes too. Uh, Jonathan, I have my whole life and I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes and uh, F up, <laughs> you know, F up uh, other times as well. I just, I want to keep learning from them. And definitely, you know, one thing, you know, learning about ourselves, are we willing to, you know, grow and learn? Are we learning to be humble? Are we learning to be more compassionate and understanding? And also, are we learning to own our own shit? 
when we do something wrong, are we able to admit it? And not only, oh, I'm sorry, but look at, you know, learn the effects it has on people around us and a person we love. That is huge. Sharon, a pool boy might be the best for me. <laughs> I love it. Hilarious. You know what, Sharon? If you can, chime in at 1 o'clock uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, and we'll, <laughs> we'll get into how many people want pool boys and stuff. Tanika is going to be interviewing me about my book, and we're going to have a lot of fun, so it should be. I'm looking forward to it, okay? And please, throw your comments down below. I hear Sabrina say, yes, please, evenings. Um you know, I would love to hear your feedback. Maybe I'll do another poll about how many people would like evenings a particular time. And, you know, I can go from there. That'd be great. And the one thing I know with evenings for myself, I'm usually swamped with clients. And usually the evening, I am, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally spent, emotionally spent, I should say. So it gets tired. But I want to try to uh, have more people, help more people out, and also have a lot more fun in doing that and helping people out, maybe make people laugh a little bit. Plus, learn about themselves. Learn about what type of relationship or marriage they would like, you know, sexual, emotionally, intimate-wise, that type of thing. Uh, you know, being able to talk about anything. I'm all about helping people grow and evolve, okay? Again, peace and love to everybody out there. Make sure you check out my website. Like my Facebook page, too. Uh, Facebook.com slash Detroit's Love Guru. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Peace. Take care, people. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.